There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone the and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. When you hear about a victim, especially a young one, you can't help but think of all the things they could have accomplished had their lives not been taken away. On April 25th, 2018, a man was convicted for the death of a female reporter that, there was no doubt, would have accomplished incredible things had she been given more time on this earth. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Kim Wall, born March 23rd, 1987, was a star on the rise. This Swedish journalist, by 2017, had written for publications like The Guardian, The New York Times, Vice, Slate, and Time, and had been awarded for Best Digital Reportage by a German newspaper. She wrote hard-hitting news about things that really mattered, things like climate change and nuclear weapons testing, and she was on her way to bigger and better stories. One of these stories, one that she had been chasing for some time, was that of Danish inventor Peter Madsen. Peter was considered a semi-celebrity in Denmark for the midget submarine, the UC-3 Nautilus, that he built himself and the claims that he intended to build a rocket and launch it into space. Peter had turned a troubled childhood and an aptitude for engineering into a career as an inventor despite having no formal education. He was smart, charismatic, and ready to share his story with Kim Wall on August 10th, 2017. When she got the call that he was ready to do an interview after months of contact, Kim jumped at the chance to go. She and her live-in boyfriend were in the process of preparing a farewell party in anticipation of their move to Beijing just six days away, but once the call came in, Kim headed out to board the man-made submarine. Kim boarded the vessel at 7 p.m. local time with the intention of returning two hours later. Police received a call from her boyfriend at 1.43 stating that Kim had never returned from her interview. Kim and Peter were both missing and it wouldn't be until the following morning that the world would get a glimpse to what happened aboard the submarine. The Nautilus was found around 10.30 the next morning, foundered near a lighthouse in Kohi Bay. When they finally got the submarine open, the only person inside was Peter Madsen. He was arrested and investigators began questioning him about where Kim could have gone while in the middle of the ocean. According to Peter, the vessel sunk after he dropped Kim off at a restaurant around 10.30 p.m. on August 10th, that she wasn't inside of the sub when it began to sink. However, when police asked the restaurant owner, he claimed the area was well covered by CCTV and that Kim was nowhere to be seen on the footage. Despite this, Peter stuck to his story. That was, until almost two weeks later when a cyclist found Kim Wall's torso washed up on the beach. She had been, from what they could tell from the torso, stabbed at least 15 times and mostly in the groin area. On October 6th, with the help of police dogs and divers, two plastic bags were located containing Kim's head, legs, clothes, and a knife. Six days later, a saw was recovered from the water, and in November, divers found her arms. With it becoming abundantly clear that Kim was not just murdered, but also dismembered, police went back to Peter and officially charged him with her murder. The trial became a media circus, and it was published internationally. Peter, upon being charged, 
changed his story about the events that happened that day in August. He now claimed that Kim died after being struck on the head by the submarine's hatch cover, that he panicked and dismembered her body, but did not kill her. But when a post-mortem examination was done on Kim's head, there were no signs of blunt force trauma. In addition, the prosecution came back and said that they found a number of videos on Peter's computer that showed women being murdered, that this was a sick fetish of his, and that Kim just happened to be an easy target. With this, he changed his story yet again. He now said that Kim may have died after a poisonous exhaust gas entered the submarine while she was on deck. But, again, the postmortem proved that his story was false, when her lungs showed no signs of exhaust gas. The court had had enough of his storytelling, and on April 25, 2018, Peter Madsen was convicted of Kim's murder, indecent handling of the corpse, and sexual assault, and sentenced to life imprisonment by the Copenhagen City Court. In the wake of her death, Kim's family and friends started the Kim Wall Memorial Fund with the goal of funding female reporters to cover stories of subcultural value. And in October of 2017, Kim was posthumously nominated for Pricks Europa's Outstanding Achievement Award, Journalist of the Year. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on April 26th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.